Well, hey, good morning. Welcome to Central Christian Church. My name is Michael, and I get the honor of serving as the Youth and Community Engagement Director here at Central. And it's an honor to be here with you guys as we kick off our Missions Month. And Missions, if you know me, it's an exciting thing because I actually got to spend a lot of time over the last five years of my life investing in in missions. And you know, when you think of missions, you might be thinking of people who go into foreign nations often, and you would be right. But there's also different aspects of missions, and I kind of want to share a little bit how I got to where I was and, and just share a little bit of an introduction of my life in missions. And so just to sum up, uh, I became a believer at the end of uh, my high school sessions, and um, shortly after that, God started speaking to me about being a missionary in America and what that looked like. And often, again, we think of outside of our own nation, right? Well, I got to go and be a campus missionary. So I would go to colleges and different high schools, and it was really cool. But uh, before that, I kind of thought that I was going to have influence in the Bay Area. I thought God was going to send me into the tech world, and I was going to see the tech world flipped upside down for Jesus. And the results of that is that the most innovative place in the world would turn to Jesus. And shortly after that, I realized that God was sending me to other places, and other places that would ultimately bring me back home. And I want to share about how I got to here at Central and just a little bit of the mission and, and how we can focus on missions locally and globally. But it starts with a missions mindset. And so today our title is that. It's just, just dissecting what that means and what that looks like. And so shortly after I got saved, I felt like God kind of asked me a question. I felt like God said, Michael, if you had a chance to be a part of a major shift in America, would you take it? And obviously, the answer was yes. I just want to obey, listen, and obey. And so uh, God sent me to this, this organization called the Circuit Riders. And the Circuit Riders was actually a movement way, 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 way long ago where these men would uh, ride on horses throughout America doing circuits, preaching the gospel, returning, training, activating. And the results of that was uh, hundreds of thousands of people saved. And so these young people thought, man, what if we take that same kind of circuit aspect and went to different colleges and trained college-age students or high school students that they could reach their campus? And the results of that being there was seeing uh, hundreds and thousands of people saved, people uh, healed, people see freedom, and all these things that would come with finding and following Jesus. And it was all a result of saying yes to wanting to be a part of a major shift in America. And so it was really cool. I got led by this, uh, this man who, whose name is Brian Brent, who has a big mentor to my, to me and a bunch of my friends there at the circuit riders. And he's kind of the man who taught me a little bit about what it meant to be and be, have a missions mindset. And it's about a week ago now that he passed away. And, um, but the results of his life was sending hundreds of young people to go into college campuses and universities and, and high schools and, and just be people who love people regardless of where they would be. And so we got to kind of define what missions is. And, and missions is, it comes from a Latin word that means to send. And that doesn't necessarily kind of define it in its most biblical way, right? But being sent and sending are major themes throughout all of Scripture. But if we limit our definition to just the sending actions of God then we miss a whole big aspect of what missions really is. And so we got to kind of broaden the way that we think of missions. We kind of got to kind of think about the actions uh, that God has for us in this grand plan for history. And what this does is allows us to understand that sending is always for a purpose. 
See, regardless if you're sent to a high school to be a teacher or a student, regardless if you're sent into an office and you work at Apple or Google, or if you're sent into a grocery store, or if you're, if you're a police officer and you're sent into your community, or if it's your neighborhood, regardless of where you're sent, it's for a purpose. And so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what that means and, and how it functions in our daily life. You see, God doesn't just, just get bored and he doesn't just make you stay here in San Jose. He doesn't make you just, uh, pay the rent or do any of those things, but everything that he does has a purpose. And so perhaps you're sitting at that desk job for a purpose. And so what I want to do is I want to define both uh, mission as an adjective and missions as a verb. And by mission, I mean that the, the total redemptive purpose of God to establish his kingdom. So really, whatever he says goes, right? His plan for us, his plan for San Jose, his plan for your family, his plan for this nation is to literally redeem those places. And then missions, the action, it's for us. It's the activity of God's people, the church, to proclaim, to talk about him, to share the good news, and to demonstrate, to guide people, to, to be like, hey, come join my life. Come, come see what I do. Come see how, how I met Jesus and show them that and demonstrate the kingdom of God in the world. And it's important to note here that God has a mission and is on a mission. And we find this throughout a lot of biblical stories that God is both a sender and sent in Christ. And God the Father is the source of mission. He sent his Son who embodies God's mission and accomplishes that. And God's mission is then extended and applied through the ministry of the Spirit, for it's the Spirit who calls, equips, and powers the people of God. And so we get to run with that. We get to see that. And so we're going to dive into a story of scripture that I love that, that kind of allows us to understand a missions mindset. And so we're going to read through the whole story. So, um, follow along, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter eight. And we're going to go to uh, verse 26 through 40 and we're going to read through it. And so it says, now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, and this is Philip the evangelist, not Philip the apostle. It says, go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down to, from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury of the Candake, which means the queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. And Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And he says, do you understand what you're reading? And Philip asked him. And then the man says, how can I, unless someone explains it to me? So he invites Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of the scriptures that the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to be slaughtered. And as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? And then Philip began with the very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And as they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? 
and gave orders to stop the chariot. Then Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up from the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him, but went on his way rejoicing. And Philip, however, appeared in his Otis and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. And so we're going to look at this story. And we're going to uncover some of the three things that Philip understands as, as kind of this missions mindset. And so what do we see in this story? The first thing that I want to point out that we see is that God instructs Philip by sending an angel. Now, we don't all kind of get that kind of awe moment, right? I, I don't know about you, but I haven't had an angel come to my room and tell me what to do. But, but what I do have is, is a very clear instruction from God. And so the first thing that we need to understand is a missions mindset understands that God instructs us. And so if God instructs us, then we, then we got to, to kind of sit here for a sec, second and realize that, that it's kind of a mis mistake to think that missionaries are only people sent into those foreign places. Now, this is not just, this is not just the, the Nepers who are in Tanzania or, or any of our missionaries in Papua New Guinea. This is for every single one of God's people. And now all the things that they're doing, they're, those are great and they're amazing, but I'm, but I'm thinking about us who are sitting here listening to this service in the United States or wherever we might be. And you see, God makes it clear by instructing us. And what he says is it's found in a verse that a lot of us have heard if we were raised in the church. It's in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So our response, what we're supposed to do is go. That means we are supposed to reach the people around us. That means all people, all nations. That means right here in Silicon Valley, right wherever you are in Texas, wherever you might be watching, God wants you to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And so he's commanded us to do certain things, and we are to also teach that to those people that we are discipling, to obey. And it says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I love that all we have to do is obey. And we see this again um, in Mark 16, 15. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation." Now, some of us, we kind of take that a little too serious, right? Kind of like this guy. Hans, if you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, step forward. Hey, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. Some of us take things a little too far, right? Well, I'm going to admit something to you right now. Because that guy was me. And I know it's kind of a silly video. It's me preaching to a dog. It's me uh, inviting a dog into an invitation. And now I'm not asking you to go and preach to all the crickets in your front yard. I'm not asking you to go and preach to all the ants that, that come at your door when you leave a piece of candy right there. I'm not asking you to go and preach to, to your dog, to, to any, any other animals or anything like that. But what I love about just the simplicity of this is the obedience that follows it. As I know, it may be silly that I was preaching to a dog, but I wonder what it would look like if we actually walked 
in a way that we took scripture serious. That we said, hey, regardless of, of if it's just practicing to my dog or, or if it's going out into, to San Jose or walking to the grocery store or getting gas, that we would obey. And we can, we can kind of think of this reality, right? Is that the truth is, is that Philip probably didn't want to be in a desert road. He didn't want to go there. No one, um, that's not at the top of our priority list when we think of vacation places. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to a desert road. But God instructs him to go, and all he does is obey. You could probably be thinking in that moment, like, okay, well, who's going to be there? Am I, ever, am I going to be able to preach to somebody? Am I ever going to show the love of God to somebody in that moment? And I feel like sometimes we do that with our workplace. Is that, no, I'm just here to pay the bills. I'm just here to help another guy get richer. Uh, I'm just here to, to do what I have to do and, and go home so I can be home with my family. But I wonder what it would look like if we just obeyed and we said, hey, man, that this message, if it's for all, then that means it's for our coworkers. And maybe if we're the stay at home mom, then this message is for our neighbors or this message for our friends at school and even for our family. So what does Philip do? He does what he's told to do and he goes straight to the desert road. I love what the Bible says about obedience. Deuteronomy 5.33, it says, Walk in obedience to all the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. It's obedience. He's commanded us to obey. He's commanded us to love. He's commanded us to do a lot of things. And the results of that, when we obey, is that we will prosper and prolong our days. And so the question that I have for you right now is what land do you possess currently? Is it that office job? Is it being a teacher at an elementary school? Is it, is it right here on, on Ridding Avenue? Is it, is it your, your neighborhood? Is it, is it your family? What could the land that you have today see changing if we just obeyed? And all we got to do is obey. You see, God instructs us and we obey. The next thing that we have to understand for a missions mindset is a missions mindset understands the need. And the need is a lot of things, but um, I love what happens in this story. You see, in Acts 8, 30, 31, it says, So Philip ran, and he didn't just hesitate. Once he, once he knew and he heard the sound, he ran. It was, it, was, it was so, so quickly that he went to that. And he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And the man said, How can I unless someone guides me? And, and he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. You see, the need is great. See, Tim, our, our lead pastor, he talks about the 1.7 million people that drew him here to the Bay Area that don't know Jesus. And that kind of reality is, is that, that we have a job to do. That those people, regardless, I guarantee if we just leave our house, that we will see somebody who doesn't know him, who doesn't know Jesus. And you know what this city needs? Is it needs a group of people who are willing to serve and love with no agenda. To love beyond all measures. This city needs a servant. And a servant is defined like this. It's one who yields obedience to another, one in a state of subjection, one that makes painful sacrifices, 
in compliance with the weakness or wants of others. And I love that it says that it's a painful sacrifice because often it's things that we don't want to do. Often it's not wanting to go to work and preach the gospel. Often it's not wanting to stay here in San Jose when the prices are raising and everything's changing. Often it's those moments where we think that we ought to go somewhere else, but all we got to do is listen to the instructions that God gives us and the need is right in front of us. The need is right there, is that this city needs people who are willing to serve. And if, if you understand a missions mindset, then you understand the mindset of Jesus. Because Jesus' mindset is a missions mindset. I love the story in scripture where the, he's, he's going to wash the disciples' feet. You see, Jesus is, is here and, he, and he's, he's washing their feet. And what he says to them is he says, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And Peter responds, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. See, the whole life of Jesus was this. It was sitting there and, and serving people regardless of if they understood it or not. Showing them the love of God. Showing them that they had worth. Showing them that they had value. And serving them, expecting nothing in return. And I love this because Jesus embodies that. Jesus embodies his whole life is a, is a life of service to us, to our city, to our nation, to the entire world. And I love what Philip does here in this moment is he meets the man where he's at. He goes to the chariot. He meets him at the desert road. And I often wonder if maybe God is doing that for you. And maybe, maybe you don't understand why that you're, you're in that neighborhood that you're in. Maybe you don't understand why you have this job that you have. But perhaps God is using you to meet someone where they are at. Perhaps God, God has you in that desert road so you can come and guide. That you can show somebody the goodness of God. That you can serve someone with no agenda. You know what the need is? The need is something that we talk about. The whole reason that we as a church exist is to help people find and follow Jesus. That's, that's what we do, right? We're here in San Jose and we're helping people find and follow Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that because this is a missions mindset. This is the mindset that Jesus had. You see, it's giving our time to the people that God has instructed us to love and that's all people, all creation. And all of those people are within this city. And the next thing that we need to understand for a missions mindset is a missions mindset understands that the message is Jesus. I love that. That we don't have to do anything. We don't have to, to give up our whole lives. We don't have to do anything other than realize that the message is Jesus. You see, what he did is he preached Jesus. And we see that in Acts 8, 34 through 35. It says, so the, so the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you of whom does this prophet say this? of himself or some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. And all it took was him, him opening up his mouth. I feel like a lot of times we overcomplicate it. We got to have a whole uh, a roadmap on how we could reach our friends. We, we think that it has to be done this way or that way. And we see stories and stories of our friends coming to, to find and follow Jesus. And we think maybe God's going to do that again. But all, all that's initiated in this moment is him opening his mouth and preaching the truth. 
And the truth is the message of Jesus. And it's found in, in, a, in a very famous scripture. It's a scripture that if you've followed Jesus at all or if you've lived in America, you've probably heard this. It's this verse of John 3.16. This is the story. This is the message of Jesus. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. This message of Jesus is a man that would die for us. That he would look at you in the eyes and say, regardless of what you choose, regardless if you reject me, I still love you. That I would go to a cross. That I would bear punishment. That I, that I would take what you deserve on my own life and, and for you, give my life so that you can be saved. And we don't have to experience condemnation. We don't have to feel shame. We don't have to feel any of those things. And I feel like often those are the things that keep us from him. But the message is that he came to save us and not to condemn us, but that we would have eternal life. You see, the message is this. It's the message that God so loved the world. And the world means everyone. It means the teachers. It means the doctors. It means the tech guru. It means the students. It means the foreigners. It means the vaccinated, the non-vaccinated. It means your uh, neighbors. It means your family members. It means every single person that you come in contact with. This message that God so loved the world is for everyone. And it was that love that changed my life. And it's that love that changes everything. See, I was a missionary in New York for some time. And in my time there, um, I kind of went to be trained and activated. And my whole life, I've just had a yes for God. And, and any time he takes me somewhere, it's usually somewhere I don't want to go. I never wanted to go to New York. But God sent me to New York, and I was working with this children's organization. And, and in that time, I, I was thinking my whole time, like, okay, I'm going to come to this place, and basically what's going to happen is that I'm going to learn, and I'm going to be able to bring it back to San Jose. And as I'm sitting there... Um, Basically, what happens is I start thinking that, man, this city is so much different than San Jose. The only thing that I see that's somewhat similar is the fact that the, it's fast-paced and people love to work and do all those things. But the reality is the culture, the atmosphere, everything else that happens is so different. And so I'm sitting with these, these young kids who, whose fathers have left them or, or mother, moms are not in the picture. Uh, there's total gang violence. There's all these things going on in their lives. And, and all they have is this little kid's program to come to once a week and see me. And I started thinking, man, I can never bring this back to San Jose. I can never bring this because the biggest problem that a lot of these kids have at home is that they didn't get the latest Xbox game. Or that they don't have enough video game time. And so it's totally different. And I remember one moment that me and my leader were basically um, traveling on the subway. And he says, Michael, how are things going? It's coming to my end of the time there. And he says, so what do you think you're going to take home with you? And I look him in the eyes and I say, I don't think I'm going to take home anything. I'm actually not even sure that this had purpose. And he looks at me and he says, why do you think that? And I tell him, man, it's just so different. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this back at home. The, the kids are so different. And he says, Michael, 
How do you think that Jesus, if he was here today, would do ministry in San Jose compared to New York? And I looked at him and I said, honestly, I don't think that he would do anything extremely different. The one thing about Jesus is that his love remains and it's constant. And that same love, it, it meets the person who needs healing. It's that same love that, that meets someone who, who's going through a tough time. It, it meets someone who, who, who just lost the loved one. That same love is consistent regardless of the circumstance. And he looks at me and he says, then why do you think that his love would change from San Jose to New York? And I started thinking of all the times that I didn't want to be somewhere. But the fact that God had purpose for me to be there. That a missions mindset understands that regardless of, of where you are, regardless if you're excited about it, regardless of, of how things are going, is that love has the ability to change everything. That love is the, essentially what we need, and the message is found in the life of Jesus. And so when you think about what love is, you got to understand that God is love. And we find that in 1 John 4, 7 through 12. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. I love that God so loved us and their only response is that we ought to love others. And the message is Jesus. And Jesus is love, so we ought to extend that love to people regardless of how we feel. Regardless if we're in a different nation, regardless if, if we're at our homes, regardless if it's in our neighborhoods, regardless if it's at our workplace, this love has the ability to change anything. See, this message is for those surrounding you. And in order to, to fully be able to have that missions mindset, we got to understand those three things. Is that God instructs us. Is that God instructs us to make disciples of all nations, to preach to, to all creation. And that all we got to do is understand the fact that he already instructed us to do so. That we don't have to wait for that call. We don't have to wait for God to send us to Mexico or, or to send us to Africa, but we could do it right here, right now. And then in order to do that, we got to understand that there's a huge need right in front of us. Is that right here in San Jose, 1.7 million people don't know who he is. That 1.7 million people need to be guided. And even those who know him need to be guided. And the need is now. You see, the need is helping people find and follow Jesus. The whole reason we as a church exist. And how do we do that? How do, we, how do we make that known? Well, the message is Jesus, that God so loves the world, that, 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 that regardless of what happens, regardless of, of what people would think or say, that he so loved the world that he would send his son. And so, so my question to you is, man, which land do you possess today? I feel like God wants to use you on your high school campus. 
I feel like God wants to use you in an elementary school. I feel like God wants to use uh, doctors. I feel like God wants to use you in the tech world. I feel like God wants to use you in your neighborhoods. You see, a missions mindset is that. It's understanding that this love has the ability to change everything. And so I just want to pray for you guys. I want to pray that you would uh, understand these three things. And the, and the main thing that I want to pray is that God would bring you back to that moment where he met you. Where you understood this. Where you were like, man, all, all independence I don't want. That I want to be fully dependent on Jesus. And maybe you've never experienced the love of Jesus. And maybe you've never received him into his life. Well, I want to invite you to, to continue to join us on this journey to continue to watch online, to continue to, to come in person and, and learn about God, learn about Jesus, learn about his great love for you. And so as we come to, a, to an end, I, I just want to end in prayer. And so God, we just thank you for your mercy. God, we thank you for your grace. God, we thank you that you embody what it looks like to love and to serve. God, we thank you that we, we don't have to do anything crazy, but all we got to do is obey. And so, God, I pray for your people. I pray for anyone who would be watching this, that they would understand that the, that the call is this, to go and make disciples of all nations, that you've already instructed us to do that, and that we would do that uh, boldly, that we would do that with fire in our eyes, Believing that, that, that this city could be changed. Believing that our homes could be changed. Believing that our neighborhoods could be changed. Believing that regardless of where we go, it could be changed. So God, I ask for faith to rise in our hearts. Faith that, faith that says regardless if we get rejected or not, we're going to preach and proclaim the name of Jesus. That we're going to demonstrate this to the, to, to the people that we are right in front of. And 1.7 million that are right in front of us. And God, I pray that we would understand this need. I pray that we would, we would walk in boldness to help people find and follow Jesus. That when, when people are, are sitting there saying, how could I know unless someone guides me, that we're willing to be the ones who sit in a desert road and meet people where they're at. That we wouldn't hesitate, that we would, that we would find joy in where we are right now that we would find jo joy in our workplace, that we would find joy in, in, in maybe having this season where we don't have a job, but God, we can go out and share who you are, that we would find joy in being at the school that we didn't think that we were going to be at. God, I pray that we would understand the need. God, I pray that we would, we would preach truth to people, that we would bring the message, that we would understand that the message is Jesus, that the message of Jesus changed our lives, that the message of Jesus could change their lives, and the message of Jesus still has power today. And so God, I pray for your people today that a missions mindset would be instilled in our hearts, be instilled in our minds, and we would go after it with everything that we have. God, we love you, we need you, and we can't live without you. In Jesus' name, amen.